Good to have you back. The Bill Michaels Show continues. We go uh, down to Indianapolis, Indiana, where Mike Clemens standing by at the NFL Combine. You've got prospects that are starting to make their way into Lucas Oil Stadium and into the uh, reception center. And uh, Mike uh, broke the news that uh, the Jets are now allowing Zach Wilson to go ahead and uh, seek a trade as Aaron Rodgers prepares to come back and lead the New York Jets this upcoming season. So, Mike, what else? Uh, what else you got going on down there? Well, you know, I felt guilty. I said to somebody, you know, I covered 15 years of great football of Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and now why am I standing here at this Jets press conference? And really, I'm no better than a guy who's gawking at a car accident on the interstate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, right. like what? A, what am I doing here? I'm a sick individual. But it was it was good. I'll tell you about that in just a second. First of all, changes at the combine, and there are every year, but there's seems to be some radical changes. I don't know what they replaced Wonderlick with because, you know, even uh, up to last year, one of, one of the most popular columns that gets the most hits is who came in with the lowest scores. The biggest name players with the lowest name scores on the Wonderlick test. I remember Jamarcus Mus- Russell, a quarterback that went to the Raiders that flamed out, and he had a great arm, could throw the ball 75 yards, but he had a Wonderlick score of three or four or something like that. God knows I wouldn't want to take that test. Uh, but the agents used to come here every year up until last year around Thursday, and they would have a big gathering in person. They're doing it on Zoom now. So hmm. there's a lot of things that have happened where these people came down here and gathered in person, and they, you know, they're doing it on Zoom. Now, there are individual agents here who have you know, clients. For example, the Packers, Russ Ball, is going to talk to about a half dozen agents tomorrow, including – the agent for safety, Darnell Savage, whose contract was just voided about a week ago. So that will be interesting to see if anything becomes of that, because to me, when they voided the contracts of Savage, uh, Keyshawn Nixon, your Nickelback and, uh, and returner, uh, Yash Nyman, a guy who, you know, your offensive coordinator, Adam Stanovich, once kind of slipped midseason and said, yeah, we just need to, we need to see a more of a competitor there. And that's a full-time thing, you know. <laughs> it was right. Like, God, remember that? I mean, he probably got reprimanded for that. It, but it was it was just the story. The guy just suddenly was making four million, and he was sort of phoning it in, and, and that's why he lost his competition at left tackle. Um, I it'll be interesting to see if those three guys come back because of what their status is with the contracts. But they are going to talk to Savage's agent tomorrow because he's here. At and we know that. Uh, one thing that I didn't uh, didn't point out yesterday, after talking to Goodikins, you know, off mic background information for about an hour with the Packers GM is they're still going to hold out for Eric Stokes. They he was as badly as he mangled his leg in that game against the Lions and mm-hmm. only touched it a couple times last season and then had to be taken off with a hamstring injury. Uh, they still want to see. Eric, you know, try and work through those things and uh, and re- recover from that injury. And and when asked why, you know, uh, the Packers GM said, because we need his speed. Yeah. We need his uh, at that corner. And, you know, that was their plan, to have him and Jair on those corners. Jair's a great cover guy, uh, you know, a guy who can react, uh, ex- extremely coordinated. And Stokes can just simply line up against your MVS type of receiver you know your fastest guy in the field 
So I just went to this Jets press conference, and Joe Douglas is the general manager. He came from the Ravens and the Aussie Newsom staff, and that's a pretty good staff, right? Mm-hmm, right. Uh, and, of course, you know, the joke is, you know, um, you know, what's it like having Aaron Rodgers as an assistant general manager with the Jets? And, and the punchline is, no, Joe Douglas is the assistant general manager. <laughs> you know, <Right>. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is now the GM. So uh, he comes in there today, and first thing, he's just lost two guys to other teams that have gotten promotions. But, it's, it, I mean, it sounds like a sinking ship. Then they happen to bring in uh, Lincoln Tomlinson, one of their veteran offensive linemen, who apparently wasn't cutting in this year. They released him. Okay, and, and then they've got uh, uh, Elijah Vera Tucker, ABT. He's coming back from a season-ending injury. They're going to hold on for him. But they have three open starting positions now on the Jets' offensive line as Aaron you know, Rodgers continues to rehab the Achilles. Right. Then they tell you, when they were asked, you know, what are you going to do about backup quarterback? And what are you going to do with Zach Wilson? He says, we've informed Zach's agents here. He has permission to seek a trade. And then we're going to circle back in a week or two and see how that's going. But, you know, they want Zach Wilson gone, and his agent is free to find him a new job anywhere in the NFL if someone wants to see what, what they can do with him. Right. And that's, I mean, and then the owner, Woody Johnson, recently gathered with uh, this uh, press pool about a week and a half ago that was from New York and said, we must win a Super Bowl this year. And, you know, like the pressure's on. Okay, all right, forget about, you know, 23 and the quarterback with the torn Achilles, but you're going to win it this year. And it's like a, it's like a, a notice to him. And Robert Salah, you know, the head coach, you know, the Matt LaFleur's best friend, best man at his wedding, all that stuff. Uh, and Joe Douglas' reply is, well, you know, we feel the same way. We thought we were going to be, you know, in, in the hunt for a Super Bowl last year. So it's, it's not like we're trying. But, I mean, and this is the kind of situation that Aaron Rodgers has to be traded into. Yeah. Mike, uh, first of all, I want to give you a quick update. Aaron Rodgers was on a podcast. I don't know if it was today or yesterday, but the Rockfin podcast. And again, going off about vaccinations and the Packers making him listen to doctors. And it's just like, at what point does he just talk football? You know, does he it's just say, if you want to really kind of throw yourself into the doldrums of head shaking moments, he's still on that. Just an FYI. Secondly, when it comes to, the Packers side of things, and going back to Stokes, my question is, does Stokes even have that speed anymore? We're going to find out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what that, I'm telling you what Goody said. We need that speed. So they must think he can get back to it or close to it. Um, but in the meantime, he's down here looking at his defensive backs. So, you know, there he's holding out for that. As for Bakhtiari, you know, I may have misspoke a little bit yesterday, but kind of going back over, you know, the, the off-the-record tape I made of it, you know what Brian kind of said was, yeah, you know, we're, we'll circle back, and we probably have to make a decision on that some here in the next month. So they may make their decision when they have to uh, before free agency starts if they decide to move on from Bakhtiari or if there's enough evidence from Bakhtiari that says, yeah, I can be ready by July, and you know, and things are looking good. So, but I, I, 
I would think, I would, my guess would be they're ready to move on. They're yeah. ready to move. I mean, they got to the playoffs without them, right? Right. Yeah, I, I I agree. I mean, and and you know, you'd love to have him at full strength and back to being what he was. But if he can't prove it up into June that he's at least way, way, way ahead of where he was, even going into last season, you don't have a choice but to cut him loose. So then, they, they, here's the other stuff that the Jets have got going on. Um, first of all, Joe's like 20 minutes late for his press conference, and which is usually doesn't happen there. So there's something, you know. Sorry to apologize if something came up. Okay, what do you got? And then he gave us a, a pretty long uh, discussion. We're talking about Joe Douglas, the general manager of the Jets today, talking about all of the things on his to-do list to uh, to get this team ready. And he announces that uh, it's okay for Zach Wilson, his agent. We told him, go ahead, start looking for a trade partner. We're, we're in the interest of, of trading you and getting you onto another team. And then, you know, then he says – now, there's a lot of coaches that aren't here, right? The Packers coaching mm-hmm. staff is. I did talk to one old former Packers assistant coach. I said, well, you're here. And he said, yeah, we used to call this spring break. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you're like the tight end coach, you came down and you watched guys. And you, you, there's, but you know what? You came down here and just you, you got together with your old buddies from the other teams and you did some drinking and you swapped some stories. And it was probably a hell of a lot easier week then the week you're having back in Green Bay, going through tape and going through meetings and, you know, the normal stuff that you do. So I thought that was a pretty funny line as to why more and more of these teams are not bringing their coaches. The Jets, though, they're bringing their running back coach to look at the running backs. And, you know, they're bringing some other position coaches. And he says, and I've been back and forth and talking to Robert, and Robert's going to come down Saturday, okay, because he wants there's some things that he wants to do and, and to take care of. Do you know what happens on Saturday? The quarterbacks. Yeah. They've moved the quarterbacks from the middle of the week to Saturday. So Robert Salah, the head coach of the Jets, is coming here Saturday. And then someone was asked, okay, so they're getting rid of Zach. Uh, they don't have a backup. Uh, well, I wonder what Aaron Rodgers thinks about this. And so uh, Tim Van Vern from Fox 6 from Milwaukee said, what do you, what do you think about what has Aaron Rodgers brought to the foundation of your team? And he took a long pause, and he counted it sounded like like Matt Lafleur did for those two or three years, and he said, um, uh, "You know, I'm in communication with Aaron. You know, we text back and forth, right. and uh, there's so much that he has brought to us in our organization. And uh, you know, there's there's a lot of questions that we we have to answer and and work through there. But it was, I mean." Kind of sounded like he might be getting a little wishy-washy, you right. know, with number eight now. Like, do you really want to come back to this, or do we start from scratch, or do you realize now if we're getting rid of Zach, we're going to have to draft a quarterback somewhere? I, Mike, I had said in regards to the Jets and New York media and the discussion of the fans and, and such when I get a chance to listen, I, I it's kind of like you know, we're years and years and years. You kind of yell. You know, this is nuts. And people are looking at you going, you got a Hall of Famer. What are you talking about? And then finally, when it happens somewhere else, you go, see, I wasn't crazy. You know, right. <laughs> that type of thing. It's, exactly. It's, it's, I mean, it's just this, it's like this cloud follows this guy. And he keeps on finding ways to get it off the track. You know, all he's got to do is just work on his rehab and show up for minicamp and 
and you know get some new receivers. Let Joe Douglas do his job and bring you some yeah. guys, just like Goody did for Jordan Love. Right. Nope, I completely agree. Uh, anything else that uh, we need to be paying attention to or maybe kind of raise one eyebrow at and look at through the rest of the week? No, I talked to the Wisconsin linebacker t- today that's here, uh, Muma Jodnetma. <laughs> the uh, kids are out of Chicago, and he said, well, how crazy would it be if he ended up with the Chicago Bears because they've already got T.J. Edmonds and uh, and, and Jack uh, Schofield. Is, is there? And, and, oh, uh, um, oh, heck, I'm forgetting his name. But anyway, there's, there's that could be three Badgers uh, with the Bears and all that, a linebacker. And other than that, you know, they're bringing in the defensive backs tomorrow. So some of the guys that I want to talk to the most, they sort of flip-flop the schedule because guess what? The NFL is trying to make it a TV show with higher ratings. Right. So we're putting quarterbacks on uh, this weekend. Yeah, no doubt, and I agree. I, everything they do is for the ratings and for the money and, and such, and I 100% agree. Mike, great stuff as always. If anything else breaks throughout the day, let us know. Love to hear from you, and uh, then we'll just touch base uh, as you uh, see fit, okay? It's it's my spring break. You know what I'm saying? It's my spring break. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Enjoy spring break. Uh, the weather down there has got to be a little bit better than what it is here, right? No, no. Three o'clock in the morning, the tornado sirens are going off. Oh, geez. Yeah, yeah for like 20 minutes. Yeah, no, we, we had a wave of thunderstorms here, and it went from like 70 yesterday to you know, 30 degrees and a 40-mile-an-hour wind. So, you know, whatever. Yep, same thing here. I get it. All right, bud, we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, Bill. Thank you, pal. There you go. Mike Clemens giving us the lowdown as to what's going on down there in Indianapolis. And the Jets, who were also the stars of the offseason last year, continue to be a topic even into this season as the guy that they thought was going to lead them into the next the next level, so to speak, uh, of Zach Wilson is now being told, go ahead and uh, seek yourself a trade. And if you can find it, uh, we'd be happy to accommodate. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends, Burn Pit Barbecue, burnpitbbq.com. And the pogey, sweet and sour, I love that stuff. Uh, the barbecue sauce, if you can get it, get it. It's it's fantastic. Or if you like some heat, they've got that. Or maybe you're a, a dry rub person. They have dry rubs, uh, whether it's barbecue sauces or tenderizers and such. And in addition to that, they now have a hot sauce line as well. So a lot of great stuff. They're veteran-owned, based right here in the state of Wisconsin. They started here, they're growing here, and they're doing well here, and they're considered nationally respected, not just you know from us because we're outside or inside looking out, but a lot of people across the country are realizing how good Burn Pit BBQ is uh, as well. BurnPitBBQ.com. That is BurnPitBBQ.com. Just try it once. You will be a fan for Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. Hey, if you are uh, out and about tonight, Maybe you're thinking, ah, you know what, I don't, I don't really want to cook. Just a lazy day, cold, you know. Head over to Quick Trip. They have all kinds of good stuff, all kinds of good stuff. They have got the fettuccine Alfredo with grilled chicken. It's on special. They have got spaghetti and meatballs, meatloaf, mashed potato, and gravy. They have all kinds of things that you can just grab, pop into the microwave, and uh, sit back and relax. Also, if you're a, a morning person, 
and I am. Uh, if you like bacon, they have it on special uh, right now. You can uh, limit two, by the way, for uh, $2.49 for the 12-ounce pack. But uh, so many different things. I was in there yesterday when I had to go up to Road America, and you stop in, and it's great. You just you know, grab a burger, grab an iced tea. You're on the way. It's a quick meal. It fills you up and, and keeps you moving. And, uh, you know, the snack packs, the protein packs, they have, you know, healthy packs as well. You can get the grapes and the cheese and a couple of Ritz crackers and apples, and it's all sliced up for you, ready to go. If you want to do the healthy healthy side of things, which I do quite a bit, good stuff from our friends over at Quick Trip. You cannot go wrong. Cannot go wrong. And every time you listen for it, listen for it when you leave. See you next time. Or you say it to them. You try to get in uh, Try to get in that first shot. Say it to them first. So see you next time. So I do it all the time. Love my friends over there at Quick Trip. Uh, interesting stuff from Mike Clemens, uh, a little bit about the, the Jets. Yeah, I know Kevin O'Connell spoke a little bit earlier today from the Vikings and giving uh, his thoughts on uh, Minnesota and the direction they're going to go. More of the discussion is about whether or not they're going to bring back Kirk Cousins. They certainly want to, but – for what amount of money would it cost him? And, you know, because he, by the way, Grant, did you see the picture of the grill that Kirk Cousins got? <laughs> yeah. I think we need to get God. you one of those. I think we need to get you fit with one of those. He Was it solid gold or was it more just plated gold? I'm sure that's not solid gold. I feel like they just put a layer on it. Okay. he For those who didn't know, he got a grill. It, it goes over your teeth and it's all gold. And there's this big picture of him on uh, social media smiling with this giant gold grill. So just, I don't know. Uh, look, good quarterback during the regular season has won one postseason game. I mean, if I'm an if I'm a team and he comes to me and says, you know, look, Kirk's the guy that can elevate. I'm going to go. You've got one postseason win. One. You've had opportunities, either getting banged up or you guys have fallen short. You got picked off in the most inopportune times against the Giants. Uh, don't tell me you're going to come in here at $50 million. Otherwise, you can move on. So we'll see what he ends up signing for. How de- he, you know I mean, sometimes it comes down to desperation. Do you have a quarterback or not? Can you spend $50 million for a year to get a guy that maybe comes in and, you know, maybe you just, you're a placeholder? But they kind of banked on him, and they really didn't do much with Kirk Cousins. And I don't think they were going to do much last year, quite frankly. I, I, you know, that team was well on their way to circling the bowl anyway. The defense wasn't that good. Scoring was down. Uh, they got rid of Dalvin Cook, remember, so that, that safety blanket out of the backfield wasn't there for him. So I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to walk in any situation and go, oh, yeah, you know, not only am I healing up for the Achilles injury, but I'm going to make 50, 60 million bucks a year. That ain't going to happen. I can't imagine that. I've been wrong before, but maybe a a two-year deal, front-loading the one-year side of things, load it with incentives, and kind of go from there. But for a guy with one playoff win in his career, I mean, granted, he was toiling away in Washington for quite some time, but come on. He's had some decent teams around him in, in Minnesota and just has never transpired. Not that I hope it does, but... We'll see how far uh, how far that that thing's going to go, um, and this is you're right, JJ. This is probably Kirk's last go round, maybe as a starter, a full time starter. How old is Kirk Cousins? Thirty what six five? Uh, Something like that. I think he's older than that. Let me double check. Is he? 
I thought he. Oh, he's thirty-five. I guess he's not yeah. as old as I thought. Thirty-five. Yeah. He's. This is maybe he's a hired gun. If you sign him to a two-year deal, maybe he's a hired gun for you know one more contract after that. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I saw Ben Lieber uh, from K Fan was on with who's on like Dan Patrick or one of the bigger shows. Maybe it was pro football talk or something. And they're asking like, Hey, do you think Kirk would take a hometown discount? And Lieber was basically like, no, why we have no evidence of Kirk, Kirk cousins. You'd say a lot of things about Kirk cousins. You can't say that he's not a great businessman nope. and that he doesn't maximize his value at the perfect time. So I right. I'm with you. This is his last go around. I don't think he's taking a discount. I don't think so either. I, I just remember he was the guy that for, for, you know, the trivia question would be, which quarterback in the NFL had the first fully guaranteed contract? And that was Kirk Cousins, for those that didn't know. I mean, he had the first fully guaranteed contract in the NFL. Remember, he signed three years, $90 million? $90 million, man. It's, it's like crazy money. Um, I'm trying to see what his total value has been. Because they'll give you what he's made in his career. Um, God, I, I can't find it. But it, it's 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 crazy. He uh, he he came in for four years, making four hundred seventy-two thousand dollars with the signing bonus and an average salary of six hundred forty-three thousand. Um, then he was making. His first contract, he signed a one-year deal for nineteen, almost twenty million dollars a year from in two thousand and sixteen. He was then franchise tagged for, so he's made four, six hundred, so two hundred two point four million, then nineteen twenty million, so twenty-two million. Throw another twenty-four million on there. God, he's made a ton of money. God, he's made a ton of money. He's made almost two hundred million dollars. In his career, two hundred million dollars, and he has one playoff win. One. Um, here we go. Technically, technically, the total cash value of Kirk Cousins has been, yeah, two hundred and thirty-one million dollars. He has made two hundred and thirty-one million dollars. In his career, has one playoff win. Holy crapasaurus. Isn't that crazy? He's like Darrell Rivas, though. Darrell Rivas, you know, he was with the Jets. He was fantastic. Then he started signing these one-year deals all over the place. Remember, he signed a one-year deal and then came back a couple of times with Bill Belichick and and uh, the Patriots. And then he went out, and I think it was Tampa Bay after that. And But everywhere he went, he was making $15, 20000000 million on one-year deals. And just kept betting on himself. He only had one significant injury down the end of his career that kept him out for a season. But he made, I think his total was like 150 to $200 million as well. By the time he got done, he just kept betting on himself. Businessman-wise, smart thing to do if you felt like you weren't going to be a guy that was banged up throughout your career. But Kirk Cousins has made $231 million, almost $232 million, and he has one career playoff victory. Well, him and his representation, I think, have done it correctly. Kirk Cousins has been super durable. I mean, this is the first time yeah. he's missed time in for, forever. Right. He's always right. available, and he's not going to be the best guy, but it's really hard to come by good quarterback play. And a team right. will pay, overpay, 
for it. And then once they have it, they'll overpay to keep it. The Vikings, the Vikings have not continued to pay money to Kirk Cousins hand over fist because they think he's the best quarterback in the world. The Vikings keep paying him because they're not really sure what they're going to do if they let him go. You know what I mean? That's just a, that's a really good place to be in if you're wanting to continue to make money and getting more contracts. Right. Uh, Also, the Arizona Cardinals uh, tweeting out today, our franchise quarterback, and then they have a picture of Kyler Murray. There's another guy that's made a lot of money and hasn't done a damn thing in the NFL after the contract they gave him. Uh, Let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. The Rock and Brew is up and running and has had rave reviews uh, over there at Pottawatomie with the sports book. The kiosks are open. And they have usually a pretty good line around them. Uh, I know during March Madness they're going to be busy. And the big new Vegas-style sports book will be opening probably in May. Probably about May is when they're going to open that thing. And I can't wait. Uh, We're going to be doing some broadcasts from there. And it's all under one roof, whether it's just going in for cocktails and some gaming like slots, just having some fun, maybe uh, doing some table games. Bingo is back. We all know that. But it's all under one roof. They have the street eats. They have numerous, I I think it's 14 or 15 different food opportunities now, including the Canal Street Cafe and then obviously the hotel. Go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com, Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Bill Michael Show, we uh, continue on. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Stoley's Hog Alley and Stoles Old 109. If you are looking for fish fry coming up on Friday, as uh, Friday fast approaches, uh, both places absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. And whether you're looking for the burgers and the pizza or just the fish fry and you want to go in and just... Be uh, be a Wisconsinite. That's a great way to go. And uh, you can even kind of see the colors and the Harley colors and the motorcycle stuff that's uh, all throughout Stoley's Hog Alley. And you can go, yeah, it's uh, not far off, and I'll be I'll be riding it. And, hell, with the, the rain we had last night, it washed a lot of the salt off the streets with the downpours. Maybe you can even ride this weekend. Sunday's going to be around 65 degrees. Um, and I, I, like many of you, probably uh, during the uh, warm weather, I – Check the bike out, and I'm pretty much ready to go. So I'm excited. But uh, if you're uh, like me, you want to kind of start feeling it again. Then there's Stoles on 109 up in Watertown. Great place to go as well. With all the TVs and the live music that they have, uh, just both places, awesome. A fish fry atmosphere, inside and outside seating once the uh, summer months start to get here. Great places. That's Stoley's Hog Alley on Venice Beach Road in Oconomowoc and Stoles Old 109 on County Road R in Watertown. Both places cannot go wrong. Uh, the Green Bay Packers are going to, as Brian Gudikins put it, are going to start using competition, which you should anyway. But they want to be heavily vested in young guys fighting for spots. Now, they did it this year with the offensive line, and it kind of paid off, really. You know, when they started, you know, Josh Nyman was being moved in, Machine Walker was being moved in, they were moving guys around, Zach Tom was being bounced around. Um, they, they were looking a lot of get different guys to, to see who was really going to be the anchors at those particular positions. You knew Elton Jenkins had his spot, but everything else kind of seemed up for grabs. And by the end of the season, it, uh, it really paid off. Brian Gudikins said, we need to fill each room with enough competition that those guys feel that they can grow uh, like our offense did this past year, talking specifically about the defense now. 
He said, that's going to be on us to do that. But I do think we're in the good hands right now talking about Jeff Halfley. Now, defensively, you get the sense that that's where a lot of this is going to go. But I, I mean, I know they need to infuse it with youth. They want to infuse it with competition, which is why if you pay free agents to come in, they, they know they're the guys. But I still think if I'm going to delve into the free agent market, let's say twice, right? Two guys are going to come in in the free agent market. Uh, you got to go safety. Do you do another defensive back because of the uncertainty of, of Stokes? And going back to what Mike Clements said earlier when he had called in from the combine, I, look, if you can get Stokes back to what he was his rookie season when Jair went down and hi, have Jair playing at a top level, you've got a terrific secondary. I mean, when it comes to your defensive backs, you're really in a good starting uh, starting position. I just don't know if I can bank on that. That's, you, you know, again, it's like with Bakhtiari. You know, we were all encouraged by what we saw in game one. Remember when Romeo Dobbs had that, you know, cut across the back of the end, end zone and, you know, Jordan Love hit him on the strike, first touchdown of the season, and there's David Bakhtiari doing, you know, like snow angels in the end zone. And you're like, boy, this is great. Bakhtiari's feeling good. They've done the right thing. They've, they've taken it easy with him. And, boy, he played extremely well. And then after that, we never really saw him again, you know. Same thing with, with Stokes. He was coming back on the right path. You're feeling good about it. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's got problems with the ankle and the hamstring and just it never materialized. And then he was, his season was pretty much done. He never was able to play more than a few snaps, and that was it. So to come back banking on that I think would be fool's gold. But I, you, you get the sense that if I'm going to go and spend mon- money in free agency, I, you got to go safety. You probably, if you're going to get rid of Devondre Campbell, you might want to go linebacker. Maybe a linebacker that would be out there. And if you go three times, then you're going corner. And then you're going to infuse it with a ton of youth and try to have those veterans and Halfley coach those guys up to get them all to be inter interchangeable starters and then create the competition, I guess, in that way. But if you had to spend money this offseason, Grant, where would you go? Probably Geno Stone, uh, safety from Baltimore. I like. Yeah. Probably he's unhappy there. Yeah. Well, he's unhappy because he wants to be paid, and Baltimore right. doesn't view him as like one of the big guys that they're going to pay. So it'd be very similar to Adrian Amos in 2019. You could put him back there and then draft some young corners and safeties and and kind of build the defense that way. Um, McCall Hardman, end of the se- end of the season with Kansas City, uh, but remember he was a guy uh, coming out of the Jets organization talking about what went wrong from his perspective for Gang Green in New York. What went wrong with the Jets? They trade you. What went wrong there? Y'all treat certain guys that shouldn't be treated like they should be treated. And I just feel like it's not an established coaching staff there as well. Like, you just got a new coaching staff that came in. It's no standard there. It's like everybody do what they want to do. And defense have a more of a stabilized standard with that with the coaching staff on that side. So you could tell the defense got a standard. But the offense is just like, all right, we'll just figure it out. It's Aaron's show. Let Aaron do what Aaron do, you know what I mean? But then when Aaron go down, it's like, we don't know what to do. But this is that same coach that just was out of a job the previous year and then average get a new job. I know for a fact I'm better than him for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't trying to, you know, I know I'm better than him, I'm better than him too. Garrett Wilson, the only person y'all should just be like, hey. So I have no problem with y'all putting it around Garrett Wilson for sure. I don't, I don't care. 
Like, that's fine. But when you come to certain other things, like, come on, like, I don't understand why I'm not in the rotation with that. And y'all never gave me a reason as to why either. This is my thing was, y'all can't tell me about winning. I've been to four Super Bowls in five years. You know what I'm saying? Now, you feel me? But beforehand, I was told I've been to four AFC championships. I've been to three Super Bowls. I've won two of them. Like, I know what winning looks like. Right. I know what winning is. So y'all keep telling me certain things. It's like, I'm not going for that. Like, because y'all not doing it right. Like, we got hammers on the ground. We don't got no discipline. People feel like it's too many individual egos in this locker room or whatever. And I'm telling them, I'm like, this not going to get y'all to win. It's not going to happen. Wow. But now, you know, take it for what it's worth. Grain of salt. But, wow. Interesting stuff. You played football. Is helmets on the ground? Is that like a, you don't do that? You don't leave your helmet? Is that like a tripping hazard or what's the meaning um, behind that? Well, it, helmets on the ground, I mean, to us was basically you're going to come out and you're going to concentrate on your work. You know, your helmet stays on the sideline and you're, you know, a lot of time helmets on the ground was when we were in jerseys. You're just in jerseys and you're in shorts or the pants and your helmet's off and you're just, it's strictly teaching moments and that's where you're asking for the kind whether it's your position coach or your coordinator you're you're looking for the concentration side of things where guys are are all focused on the 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 play at hand or the coach at hand or whoever is guiding you what I hear from him is yeah on one side of the ball on the defensive side of the ball they were helmets on the ground they were they were all focused you know they were they were getting it they were getting after it offensively as he said it was anybody everybody for themselves too many egos and Rodgers brought that mentality. He points the finger. He said it was like Aaron's team. It was Aaron's team. It was whatever Aaron wanted to do. That's what they did. And that's that's pretty – I mean, again, you, you, you always take it with a grain of salt, but that's a guy that was inside that locker room. And he said and, and the defense got tired of the offense. doing what. And then when Aaron went down, there was no personality. It was all gone. There was no direction over there. They didn't know what to do. And you talk about now it could be sour sour grapes because they traded him, but they traded him, they got rid of him, and he ends up goes and he wins another Super Bowl. You know the guy's got rings, and he's been there, done that, and seen good coaching and knows what it takes to be a champion. So he's seen Andy Reid compared to Salah, and he's like, dude, this isn't even close. Salah doesn't know what he's doing. He's the offensive side of the football, and Nathaniel Hackett, which in Nathaniel Hackett too is that's part of, he's part of the problem. Because everybody acquiesced to Aaron Rodgers, and he's basically saying, look, when you do this, you, you're going to have problems. You're going to have all kinds of problems. That's, that's really interesting to listen to that perspective from a guy that was actually inside that locker room. Now, again, it's not a sit here and, and pick on and or you know d- dissect what went on in, in New York, but it's something that's making headlines only for the fact that the Jets spoke today and Mike Clemens brought it up. And you know, I know people get tired of hearing about the Rodgers effect. But this is a guy that basically is indicting the head coach, a lot of the staff members, and the offense for not knowing what the hell they're doing. They basically said, here, Aaron, you take it. And, Grant, I don't know about you, but when I hear this, this is another moment in which you just want to stick your head out the window and go, I told you so. I told you so. A little bit. Be- I, I, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Be- because these were the- – and and now – and here's my next question, and then we'll take a break. If you're a Packers fan, do you now appreciate Mike McCarthy more? Do you now appreciate Matt LaFleur more? Do you now appreciate Gutekunst 
and Mark Murphy and everything that they kind of, I, I hate to say it in this sense, but what they put up with for the last three, four years, five years, four years, because of all the nonsensical crap of you have to kiss his ass or he's not happy. And then again today, and I, I'm, I'm not playing anything from it, but you, you see him on that podcast again going after the Packers for making him listen to a doctor come in and talk about vaccinations. Look, we all went through it. We all thought it was crazy and whatever, you know, whatever your opinions are. But he's, you know, just again, where we were, and this was stupid, and, you know, just ripping everybody around him. And, and, and then he gets into the whole thing of, I was firing questions at the doctor, and he didn't know, and I knew better. It's like, just shut up. I, it makes me appreciate, I'll tell you this, it makes me appreciate Mike McCarthy more and the end of that tenure because we all looked at McCarthy and said, maybe he doesn't have it, maybe he's lost the team. But now we know what, what drove him to lose the team. Now we know what the dividing factor was. And that's a shame. Because Rodgers, technically, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. But I, I said it before, I'll say it again. It's himself that has prevented him from being beyond great, from going into that pantheon and following Tom Brady. So let's do this. We'll take a quick break. But does everything that's being said and what's coming out make you appreciate, you know, Mike McCarthy, Matt LaFleur, Brian Gutekinds, you know, the whole thing? Does it make you appreciate them? Just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Water Doctors, a big supporter of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 1st. Mark your calendar because we have got some announcements coming up. And hopefully in the next week we will start to piece this thing together. And if we do and it turns out the way we think it's going to, holy crap, it's going to be huge. So we wanted to go big this year, and we're – we're taking a stab at it, so we'll see if it all works out. But the Water Doctors, huge supporter of veterans in the Fisher House, Wisconsin. Go to H2, the letter O, doctors, h2odoctors.com, or get a hold of John Atley and his staff. They're just such great people. Just give them a shout. Uh, all you got to do is give them a call, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733 for the best water softening system out there. That's the Connecticut. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Racing is back again this year, dragging it. Union Grove, Wisconsin, Great Lakes Dragaway. Season passes on sale right now for 2024. If you have the need for speed, go to 262-302-2138 and get a hold of Roy and the gang down at Great Lakes Dragaway. They will be happy to take care of you. Maybe you can even rent the track. You can run your own, whether it's just your own vehicle, uh, motorcycle. If you got some souped-up dragster, you want to check it out, how fast it is in the quarter. There you go. GreatLakesDragaway.com. That is GreatLakesDragaway.com. As a matter of fact, I'm going to see Roy a little bit later on today. Going to Going to go over some things with him discussing stuff uh but uh, great lakes dragway really fun place been around a long time the oldest continuously operating drag strip in the world in the world that's great lakes dragway um mike says uh, anybody else notice that aaron has not had a high profile girlfriend since he got to, to new york could it be because he's only um well i don't want to go in there <laughs> 
I, I don't. I heard yeah. that from all the way in Madison. I'm like, I know yeah. where this is going, and yeah, I don't think I don't, Bill's don't gonna wanna, go there. No, no, not gonna, <laughs> not gonna happen. Yeah, I'm just kind of reading stuff randomly here. Um, the uh, yeah, the the vitriol for Rogers is it, it, it has this has he just kind of pushed himself short of his inner little inner inner circle has he pushed himself into kind of a kind of a nut corner you know good player but you know kind of bananas you know do people look at him drastically different and you got to wonder I mean McCall Harmon basically said look it was Aaron's team Everybody kowtowed to what Aaron wanted. What you know, and, and then when he went down, nobody, no, the coaches had no direction. You know, I, I just, I, it's a shame that that great of a quarterback became, or has become, kind of a, a caricature. The difference between Rodgers and, say, like, a, you know, I'll say this, the. You, you go back years, and there was a guy that used to uh, play for Arizona. His name Jake Plummer. And Jake's such an incredibly nice guy. But Jake, there was this guy that showed up, and I was telling you this. Last year, we were uh, on Radio Row, and this guy, I thought he was homeless. I, re- I swear to God, I did. I thought somebody brought a homeless guy in. Long, greasy, stringy hair, Birkenstocks, you know, cargo shorts all tore up, dirty T-shirt. His fingernails were painted like aqua blue. You know, blue ones and red ones, and he's got, you know, like hemp beads around his neck. And you just, you kind of get what I'm saying, you know, dirty T-shirt. I'm like, who in the hell is this guy? It was Jake Plummer, the former quarterback. It, it just, you know, living the heavy CBD lifestyle, um, you know, on a, on a commune in a shack somewhere. And I kind of get the sense now Rogers has more money and more style than that, but I kind of get the sense like that when Rogers leaves football, he's still going to be some kind of a hot commodity for a few years after the fact, and he's going to go to the Hall of Fame. So there's going to be this level of respectability. But after that, don't you just get the sense that he's just going to float away somewhere? He's going to you're going to find him with this long ass scraggly beard on an island somewhere, you know, just relaxing and chilling with a ayahuasca bucket and you know it it's like what have you done that you've just become this kind of goofy pariah to a certain extent I mean sponsors dropped him and nobody's begging Aaron Rodgers to be an analyst anytime soon if he decides to retire I don't know I just get that sense anyway uh let's do this we'll step away we'll take a quick break we'll come back and we have got another hour yet to go Another hour yet to go. So a couple of things that we asked. A couple of things we asked. We'll get back into that, too. And one of the other things I wanted to make a mention of, and I didn't really get a chance to pay attention to it for very long, prices going up at Lambeau Field. And first of all, bother you? I don't think it bothers many fans. But what would you pay? What's like the max you would pay or what you would do, say, if the Packers ended up in New Orleans this year? Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Another hour yet to go coming up. It's coming up right after this.